Hi, everyone. This is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on nurse practitioner, Tammy Andes, who covers some of the Illinois rural communities. Let's get to know Tammy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you today? I'm good. You? You obviously know what we're going to cover today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start off the same way then. And by thanking you personally for your contributions thus far um, at MPAC, especially obviously during this crazy, crazy COVID era that um, hopefully will come to an end at some point. Um, Hope so. Starting to, feel, starting to feel a little bit more normal. It is bit. starting to feel a bit more Yeah, normal. yeah. So thank you. Um, sure. With that, we're going to go into my hard charging questions for okay. you. Starting okay. with, <laughs> starting with, how you found out about MPAC, what the, you know, your experience was as part of the process. And then ultimately, like, why did you decide that, yeah, this is, this is somewhere I want to hang out and, uh, and, and do my work. So um, actually, when I was pregnant with my daughter at the very end of my pregnancy, I went for a prenatal massage with Rob Yardley, who is Ashley's husband. That's right. And we discussed what my profession was and that I was probably going to be looking for a new job once I had the baby because my current position, not conducive to family life. I was working 12 to eight or something like that. It was just not conducive to family life. Uh, and he was like, oh, well, you should try to get a job at Impact. My wife lives or works there and she loves it. And so then I went on maternity leave. I'd already um, severed ties in my previous position. And I started looking, I want to say in December, just a couple of months after I'd had my baby. And I was like, Ooh, I told my husband, I was like, impact, that's the place they were telling us about. And so I applied and, um, I was definitely attracted to the flexible schedule, the nine to five that allows me to be home with my family at night. I love that with the telehealth that, you know, if my daughter's sick one day, I can bump my, you know, I can move up my telehealth day and then bump a day to at a facility to a different day. So it's, it's it's great having that flexible schedule. Awesome. Well, hopefully what you heard both from Ashley's husband and then, you know, as part of the interview process was what you actually experienced once you came on board. I know sometimes people can feel like, you know, in general, there can be a bait and switch when people start a new role. So we try to be pretty, pretty upfront about this is not an easy place, an easy space. Uh, to, to work in here's like sort of the good, bad, and the ugly. We try to offset and some of that with flexibility and other benefits to, to hopefully make it, you know, make it a, a long-term place for, for folks to work. So, um, I love the no drama that is huge, <laughs> huge, huge, huge. Cause I don't do drama. So it's really nice that everybody's straightforward and pleasant and easy to work with. So good. I'm happy. Atmosphere. Well, what the team atmosphere yeah. Well, we don't work with each other in person. Um, I feel like we have an amazing team of providers that's willing to help each other anytime. And they're just a text away. So that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. And, and that's obviously why we're doing these as well, right? Because we don't get to see each other very often. 
I know um, I got to speak with you as part of your sort of welcoming committee when I called you and we had a, you know, we had a, a conversation. So I at least had exposure to you, but, you know, a lot of other people um, would never know who Tammy Andes is or like, you know, where you're practicing or what your experience is like. So this is our shot for everybody else to get to know you too. So um, actually Tammy Andes, like the mountains. Andes. Yeah. Or like the candy. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't like candy, so that probably explains why I mispronounced it. <laughs> I, I happen, it happens all the time. Andes. Mm -hmm. Got it. All right. <laughs> I thought, I, I didn't think I'd need clarification with yours. Some of them, I'm like, all right, I'm going to need some help here. <laughs> no, it happens all the time. But you're right, though, out here in rural, you know, Illinois, we don't see each other. Like, I have never even met Ashley in person, and she's probably the closest person to me, so. Yeah. Well, hopefully... Um, now that COVID is subsiding, I know there's some chatter of sort of getting groups together a little bit and, mm -hmm. and starting regionally. So hopefully that, that happens. Yeah. Hopefully that happens soon. So good. All right. So you made the decision to jump on board. You mm -hmm. like the flexibility, the idea of, of what we were about. No drama. Mm -hmm. That's a must. Um, you joined us while COVID was, was going on, right? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so um, COVID in particular has affected this space quite a bit. So is there, you know, maybe, maybe some kind of meaningful experience or something that has transpired while you've been here that, you know, you'd be willing to share with everybody that's, that's been impactful? I don't know that there's one specific, uh, experience that I can think of. Um, but I think that our presence in the buildings when other providers are still kind of eschewing going to the nursing homes and don't really want to be in there for fear that they're going to catch COVID or something like that. I feel like the patients appreciate having somebody there in person mm -hmm. who can actually show that they care. The telehealth is amazing, but I feel like to a lot of older patients, it feels impersonal. So I think for them, say, if I do it, if I have to do a telehealth admission on a Friday, but then I follow up on the Wednesday, I think it means a lot to them to actually have the person there. And I know, especially Charleston, I've been there in Twin Lakes the longest. And I think that the patients, they know me now, like, you know, I walk in and they wave and, you know, we know things about each other. And I think that kind of interpersonal relationship that you have with your patients builds trust. And I think it really helps them to feel like they're cared for. So I think that that's, I mean, and that's the impact goal. We're supposed to be in the buildings. That's the, the whole point is that we have both the telehealth and the in-person. And I think it makes all the difference to the patients. You are hitting on something that is near and dear to my heart and a conversation that I have a lot, especially with uh, prospective clients of ours, because telehealth has become a, a bit of a buzzword. I believe, uh, obviously, as you do, that there's an important role for telehealth here. Mm -hmm. um, however, you cannot replace that face-to-face, -face, you know, on-site um, care, especially to older individuals. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we talk about our services and they try to compare and contrast us to a telehealth only provider where a call is going to go into the, this, you know, black hole and some random person mm -hmm. that just gets cycled through is going to pick up and just do telehealth encounters. And they're like, you know, how, how is that different? Ours is very different. We love telehealth, very supportive of it mm -hmm. as a supplement to our mm -hmm. on-site coverage and the fact that you're going to be interacting most of the time with the same individuals, same core group of individuals at MPAC and not just some like random person and some random place that just gets cycled through yeah. and, you know, you go into a bucket of, of 50 different providers. So 
that is a drum that I beat often. And, and when it clicks for folks are like, oh crap, that, that is the way to do telehealth. Yeah, now now telehealth is more valuable paired, paired and done that way. We love it. So I have a patient at Charleston and um, she was, she's not settling in very well at all. Um, has dementia. It's not super advanced. So she, she's aware enough to know she's there, but not be able to be home. And yeah. she wasn't doing very well. And somehow I, I just stumbled upon the fact that she loves to go fishing. I mentioned, I think I mentioned that I lived on Lake Sarah and that my mom was coming down for the weekend and we were going to fish and she just lit up like a light bulb. I wouldn't have been able to find that out about telehealth. I wouldn't have been able to come back the next day. I saw her and show her fit, you know, pictures of the fish that we caught yeah. and she seems to have settled down significantly since then. I think just having connections with other people and, you know, feeling like she belongs, you yeah. know, it, to a group and to people that she knows, I think it helps settle her down a whole lot. I mean, 100%. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's incredible. Well, um, to wrap up my hard charging questions, um, this is a difficult space to work in. Um, we, we knew that and we're willing to take on that challenge when we started this because there wasn't the appropriate level of care being provided to our senior population. And, th and that was a shame. And, and we didn't, we didn't love the fact that that was happening. We wanted to fix that. Um, but it is a very difficult space and it's, it's changing and there's lots of people involved. There's, you know, our clients are the operators, our clients are the patients, our clients sometimes are the physicians, uh, the, the attendings, our clients are sometimes the payers. So we have all these different people to, to, to please, right? In, in, in an effort to try to do the right thing, which is getting the right care to the, to, to the patients that we're ultimately entrusted to care for. Um, so with that long drawn out backdrop with a layer of COVID over it, <laughs> what ultimately keeps you doing what you do and keeps you at impact? Um, obviously now I've developed like really good relationships with several of my patients. So I'm attached to my patients now too. Um, my uh, previous background was CCU and then um, acute care was my first nurse practitioner job. So I got those people better and shoved them out the door and I didn't get to see them get better. I didn't get to see their stories get better. So I love that about this position um, I love that I'm able to give care to patients that, as you said, have, I mean, typically been a somewhat neglected population, you know, oh, they're in a nursing home and the nurse will call me if they need anything, yep. that kind of thing. Um, so I love that. And again, I love the flexibility. I love that on Fridays uh, I can be home. Like today I can catch up on my charting, but I'm still available to my people via telehealth. If, you know, if they have any problems or concerns, um, and then my daughter doesn't have to be at daycare today. She can be home because dad's off today too. And, and it's just kind of nice just to be around and just That's to be awesome. able to kind of relax a little at home while getting my work done. That's awesome. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. Um, you know, obviously for us to deliver ultimately on our mission, um, we need to continue to find, um, the Tammies out there and convince them that this is a good place to be, uh, take care of them, um, and welcome you and keep you here because, Ultimately, if we can't keep people, we can't, we can't deliver on our mission. And so um, that's ultimately what we're trying to accomplish. And I agree that it is, you know, it is a tough arena for us to be in, in these homes because, you know, we're in there one day a week or two days a week or whatnot, um, given, you know, just the culture of, you know, of long-term care facilities and the things that don't get done and, you know, labs that don't collect it and all those things that add extra stress. And I think it takes, as I'm learning in this environment, it's been tough for me to let go just with that CCU nurse back, 
background, you know, I'm so used to like, you know, man, if a physician gave me an order and I didn't follow it out, I think I would be having a stroke when I got home. (laughs) I didn't do the order, but you know, I run into this all the time and I've, you know, even Dr. Alexander, she's like, look, you have to give those orders and walk away. And I'm, and that's the thing that has been hard for me. And I'm learning that a little bit better all the time. I just now give them a list and I pin it up on the nurse's station and I walk away and, you know, hopefully it gets done. If it doesn't, then we'll move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess the way I pose that scenario and a a lot of other things that we've initiated is oftentimes it's not optimal, right? What we want, we, we can't get perfection, but we can't get progress unless we start somewhere. And so our goal was to, you know what? Yeah. I think we're all a little bit of perfectionist. I think, I think this (laughs) organization attracts that kind of personality where like, we, we want everything to be the absolute best. And that, that can sometimes be our worst enemy because oh, yeah. you know, we, we can't have that. And this, this space is not going to be perfect for a long time. However, we have to get started somewhere. And so let's get started. Let's start making some progress. So I'm, I'm glad that you're embracing that and having <laughs> to let go a little like, bit. Deep breath. <laughs> Just let it go. It might get done. It might not, but I did my best. And that's what I have to keep telling myself is I'm, as long as I'm going in and doing my best every day and trying to encourage the nurses and, you know, give them the resources that I can, that hopefully it'll catch on and, and, and we'll do better. And the fact that you're there is already an improvement over what they would have had otherwise. So exactly. they complain to me all the time. There's a handful of patients in the Charleston building that don't have, uh, have us as their provider. And it's, it's very exasperating for them. They, they wait days for responses from physicians. The physicians don't round more than maybe once every three months or something like that. And so I can see the difference we make just by listening to them, you know, kind of in the background as they, um, you know, as they talk about the, their frustrations and how they can't reach these providers and how they wish that their patients were, you know, belong to us because they can always get a response when they need it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're definitely, trying to change that and not making it, you know, an optional thing. It, this is, um, this should be for the benefit of everyone within a community that we work with. So oh, I agree. Um, I know the new administrator at uh, Casey, she's working very hard to try to get all the patients switched to us because as she put it, you know, we have 24 seven availability, especially because they're an impact uh, community as well. Oh yeah. Uh, they didn't switch all their patients. So I literally have like six of them in this whole huge, you know, building that, you know, could make their life so much easier. And they're starting to see the longer that I'm actually there in the building that, um, they have so much better access than they do to the other physicians. And I think they're starting to realize that they need to switch their patients because yeah. they like, they like that they have us and they like that they can reach us anytime they need us. Well, and access is what it comes down to, especially in the rural communities, right? Our goal is to open up access to care and good, good, high quality care to the folks that need it. So um, exactly. again, thank you so much for being a part of the team sure. and thanks for taking the time to sit down and, and share your experiences <laughs> with me. All right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Great seeing you.